Bits, a brief podcast before the M&A and Tech Conference in Berlin. Good day and a warm welcome to the next episode of Tech Law Bits, a podcast in preparation of the IBA M&A in the Technology Sector Conference in Berlin on March 23rd and 24th. Um, the conference being held in Berlin excitingly means roughly 350 colleagues flying into my hometown. I am Martin Schoenbacher, a German tech and data lawyer at Helting in Berlin. And this is a premiere in this uh, young history of the podcast. I have three lawyers on the line today. Uh, with me is my dear friend Johan Hübner from Delphi in Stockholm, Sweden. Hello, Johan. Hello. Um, and we have Norman Heck, a partner at the firm of Ramon and uh, Kajal Abogados in Madrid, Spain. Hello, Norman. Hello, everybody. And a fellow Berliner, Torsten Kraul, who co-leads the digital business unit at NER. Um, hello, Torsten. Hi, everyone. Your your um, very interesting topic we shall talk about in a minute. Um, uh, will be uh, AI in M&A transactions. Um, but before we come to this, um, maybe the three of you can briefly introduce yourself to the audience. Um, and maybe, Norman, you can start. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, everybody. My name is uh, Norman Hack. I'm um, the partner responsible at uh, Ramon Cajal Abogados for um, IT and uh, privacy. And uh, I will be focusing uh, in this roundtable on regulation from a double perspective. Um, Torsten, what about you? Yes, hello. Um, very happy to introduce myself. My name is Torsten Kraul. I'm a partner at NUR in Berlin. Uh, I'm the co-head of what we call the digital business practice. And it covers everything from, from platforms, IT, outsourcing and First, if, uh, if not if last but not least, um, of course, uh, artificial intelligence. And uh, speaking of last but not least, Johan. Uh, hi, everybody. It's it's a pleasure coming to Berlin and, and talking to this subject. Um, I'm Johan Hübner. Despite the, the German surname, I'm Swedish and I'm with a law firm in Stockholm called Delphi. Uh, I'm a part of our uh, tech uh, department and work a lot in te tech. And I'm also the uh, chair of the AI and robotics subcommittee within the technology law committee in the IBA. And I'm going to be talking a bit more about uh, sort of AI tools that lawyers uh, sometimes or hopefully can use in the near future. Um, great. Um yeah, with this uh, being uh, co-chair of the subcommittee uh, on AI, it's basic, basically a, f a perfect match uh, to your topic. It's AI in the M&A &A transactions, and you will be covering uh, data issues, maybe data protection, GDPR issues, as well as uh, the coming AI Act. Um, and, and I understand you have basically, you, you will uh, undertake to attack the issue from three different angles, one being the uh, regulatory side, and may maybe Norman, you can kick off and, and let the listeners know what to expect when they join your table um, from that angle. Thank you, Martin. <clears throat> yes, the first topic um, 
will be focused on regulation or better said, um, the lack of regulation. So far, as many as you know, um, the only main uh, regulation to consider is the draft regulation issued by European Commission, um, which focuses, yes, on data protection, but also on other aspects like um, risk approach, liability, um, and which aims to become um, a key regulation, not just on a European level, but on a worldwide basis. As you know, it contains an extraterritorial uh, scope of application, uh, which will raise in the future problems with application of data protection and so on. Apart from that, there might be some attempts in some uh, EU regulations um, that uh, will be mentioned also during the roundtable. In addition, when it comes to regulation uh, as an important topic, um, we will be discuss discussing about liability concerns, um, meaning, for instance, in our environment, who is responsible for the advice giving making use of AI tools. Uh, for instance, in an M&A transaction, where it's mainly based on uh, AE tools uh, and something fails, could, for instance, be of application the regulation of uh, product liability um, would uh, become um, of, of, of relevance uh, the bar rules um, considering the diligence or the non-diligence of the lawyer involved in the transaction. So these aspects uh, will be commented in our in our rain table and see if we can come to a reasonable conclusion which gives us lawyers comfort uh, when advising our clients um, benefiting from, from this improvement. I think what certainly will give lawyers comfort is how complicated it will be. Um, <laughs> so, so, so clients will certainly seek and have to seek our advice on how they be, how they'll be compliant with the AI Act that is um, still to come. Maybe one one question: um, What do we know currently about the outline of the AI Act in terms of timing? Um, there's discussions in Brussels right now, but do we know um, what what we expect when this will actually come into force? As far as I know, there are not exact dates on the approval of this AI Act. Um, uh, there's a big tech package under discussion which not just uh, um, relates to AI and uh, they are expected or it is expected that during this year, many of those um, initiatives will be approved. What are not, AA Act will become a reality in this year. Uh, this is, at least for the time being, just an open question. Right. Um, okay. And then, and also I, I understand that the, the definition of what actually artificial intelligence is, as well as um, what a high risk scenario would be that is like under closer supervision um, is still open to discussion and, and uh, the current basically uh, drafts we have are not let's say free of doubts so i i don't know how quickly that will actually come into force but very happy to hear from the audience i should maybe say there is a an artificial intelligence working group within the iba that, that have published a paper last year on where we stand in each jurisdiction um and obviously there's no 
big legislation that is the approach of the European community uh, or commission to set rules here. We'll see what how that happens. Um, okay, so that's the regulatory aspect. Obviously, we're at the technology and M&A conference. So the the next question uh, is, where is the M&A um, angle of your topic? And, and maybe, Torsten, you can elaborate. I understand you have done th some thoughts on um, on this aspect. Yes, and, and we've actually uh, already worked on transactions uh, involving the acquisition of AI-based companies and What we see in the market is this is obviously a, a growing field uh, looking, for example, at the ex uh, investments of Microsoft into GPT and recently in, in Germany, a 100 million investment in DeepL, making it a unicorn. So this is really a billion dollar, billion euro market uh, emerging there. And As, as we all know, AI is a peculiar animal. So uh, it's ever evolving. Um, it's learning. It's self-learning. And you cannot really predict what's coming out of it. And so the, the risks that you are involved uh, as lawyers, we always look at risks, um, is, uh, of course, reflected in, in an M&A transaction as well. So it's a piece of software, first and foremost. So we have all classic. Uh, questions about uh, software rights and open source software and so on. But then again, we also have trained with data. And so we uh, need to take account in looking at such an entity, whether they have the rights and data in the input and in the output, uh, also from a data protection perspective. Um, and then uh, we're looking into liability issues and we reflect all of that uh, in, in the transaction documentation. So this is what we are really, really keen on looking forward to discussing. Also taking a sneak peek sort of what's coming in when we have the AI Act and the AI Liability Act, because what we expect then is that a due diligence and also um, a contract documentation will also turn into a real compliance, sort of a compliance exercise in relation to this. So those are a couple of angles that we are Really looking forward to discussing. Yeah, that, that is, I mean, something that we see in M&A transactions, like when you have the issue of uh, uh, cybersecurity that I have discussed with uh, Søren Skipstead, cybersecurity and M&A, you know, that is basically uh, also, well, during the diligence phase, having a look at the target. I have that on the homework, right? Same with data protection um, and M&A. Um, and in what way is there maybe one or two aspects you can uh, let the listeners know how does AI deals or uh, differ from regular technology deals? Um, or is that, would you say now it's it's just software with data and, and, and not that new? Well, it's, it's a bit different in that uh, there's the, that aspect of data flowing in and the changing nature of an AI-based tool and that needs to be reflected. So what we oftentimes see is that companies uh, collect data and they use them obviously to train their AI-based models. But it's an inherent question whether they actually thought about uh, acquiring the rights to do that and whether they, they have in their agreements with their customers clauses that cover that uh, also a right to, to use the outcome of that training. That, that's one of the aspects that we find are particular to those deals. Great. 
Um, sounds plausible, and it sounds like there there will be a lot of questions um, at your table around this. Very um, very good to hear. Um, again, last but least, Johan, you said you you would focus um, if there's the time on the use of AI tools uh, by lawyers. We've heard that large law firms have already acquired uh, like some services. Um, what do you think? Where we are going there? Is there something that people already use in law firms in AI? What what is your take on this? I, I mean, if as as you said, if we get to that point, uh, given the, the 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 complexity and the interesting nature of Torstens and Normans, uh, the, the parts that that they will be covering, um, from my perspective, I mean, given that I come from a very small language area. Um, it's interesting to hear from other jurisdictions what tools are being introduced and how are they used. I mean, I can just say from a Swedish angle and from Delphi, given the fact that we, I mean, we are extreme, a, a curious firm. We've tried, uh, we tried Luminance, we tried lots of other tools, and we have sort of issues given the fact that Swedish is only spoken by 10 million people. So obviously, it's not the focus for, for development. On the other hand, I can sort of see that the last few years, we've seen a, a big difference given the fact that the AI sort of algorithms and it's starting to become more, I should say, language holistic. Uh, so the language doesn't really, is not as necessary as it was in, in the starting place. But I'm really curious of the, I mean, the participants and what they're using, uh, in what way they're using sort of different tools, and and uh, also if they have any sort of outlook on that on the future. And I can what we're going to be talking about sort of in, is sort of different angles. Obviously, Torsten mentioned DeepL, which I think has been rolled out quite silently across the entire European mainland and also here in Sweden for translations. Uh, but then we have all the diligence tools that I know that are mostly used in m transactions in the Anglo-Saxon world, uh, mostly. Uh, I mean, we haven't seen it really here in our corner of the world. And then we have all these small tools that help you in drafting, help you with sort of proofreading, help you with all those sort of sometimes tedious tasks that we, I mean, obviously spend time on, but might not be the, the sort of the best time spent or maybe the, the most yeah. interesting time spent. Uh, so, um, and also, and also from, from that perspective, there are many sort of, of the huge law firms that have set up incubators trying to sort of foster and, and, uh, and sort of develop technologies in, in certain respects. Absolutely. And and I guess that is, I mean, you've mentioned DeepL. That is probably uh, something that everybody uses already. They, they have a new feature on enhancing your language. Uh, and that, that is the one thing, but there's more legal things. And as you say, the little tools, I think even smaller firms use them. We, we, we have one that is not strictly speaking AI, but it does develop a little further from just you know, it, it would be a legal tech tool for assessing whether yeah. data breach notifications need to be taken out and stuff like that. Excellent. Yeah, I, I think I think you should make a long list of what people are actually using throughout the three rounds we will have on Thursday and and, and Friday uh, next week. Absolutely. And then and then we'll we'll we have a back practice, best practice on this. Um, I mean, last question I ask everybody in this podcast is. Why would people uh, should come to your table? You've you've already brought uh, arguments forward, 
but maybe we do this last round and uh, Norman, I start with you on, um, uh, yeah, what, what, why should people join uh, the three of you and discuss AI? Well, um, I do think that our rain table will be certainly give some very good, um, aspects and ideas on how to address all the issues we will be commenting and will allow lawyers to get into this kind of deals and approach. Great. And, and Torsten, maybe, um, what's your yes. take? Yes. I, I would just say it, it's the future. Um, and it will be fun. <laughs> Great. Again, for the third time, last, but least Johan. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Torsten mentioned what, what that I've The thing is that this is a burgeoning field. It's if you get on the bandwagon now, you're still going to be in the forefront and early in the development of these kinds of deals. And if you have a tech interest, uh, you will still learn a lot. But um, I should say the most thing is that you're going to have a lots of um, buzzwords and bragging rights uh, the next time you're at a bar talking to some finance lawyer or people doing conveyancing and stuff that are sort of really, really, really old that you, you can sort of prove yourself to be in the, in, in the cutting edge of technology. So uh, you're going you're gonna to walk from our roundtable as a much more interesting person. Uh, well, well, well spoken, Johan. I, I, I mean, I know a lot of colleagues coming in, so I don't know if they really need that. But um, <laughs> hey, there's always room for improvement. Um, anyway, uh, to the three of you, thank you very much for, for joining me and let the listeners know a little bit about your table topic on AI in M&A. Um, to all the listeners, uh, I say what I always say, if you haven't already done so, Do register for the conference. Make sure to show up both on Thursday morning and Friday morning for the rounds of uh, table topic um, discussions. Um, you will find some more hints in the show notes. And, um, well, look, looking forward to seeing you all in Berlin. Thanks to the three of you and have a good day and trip to here. Thank you. Thank you very much, Martin. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, everyone. Bits. Bits.